Welcome to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo, your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. Well, hey guys, today we are going to talk about the daily habits that we have that we prioritize um, literally on a daily basis, um, hence why they're daily habits. <laughs> <laughs> Way to explain that one, I like Thanks. it. Yep. Yeah. But no, there are top five priorities that we do our best to make sure that we kind of check off the box for each and every day. Obviously, they don't happen 365 days a year, but there are categories in our life that we really want to make sure that we are pouring into and choosing as a priority over other things such as maybe Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) And she looked at me and gave me the the best look in the world right there. No, uh, this is something that we try to do. Again, we we, we speak a lot about on, on a lot of these podcasts on sustainable health and sustainable patterns of movement, sustain, whatever. These are the kind of the nuts and bolts, the very basic things that we try to do sustainably on a regular basis. And that's kind of what it boils down to. Can can you do it on a regular basis? If it's, you know, something like a hard 75, or you can do it for, you know, a month or two, but after that, it's difficult, or or it, it, it cuts out some of your social activities. These are things that allow us to have a, a really healthy marriage, really healthy mm-hmm. friendships, and time with to spend with each other and family and friends while still making healthy decisions for our, our well-being. So. Yeah, and I don't think you can live a fully healthy life while fully neglecting one of these categories either. I think they're all essentially important pillars of having that vibrant life that we all really want to have, right? At the Especially as we get older, I think more and more people wish they would have invested a little bit more during this season of life when you're younger. It doesn't matter what age you are. You're going to be younger today than you are tomorrow. It's never going to get any any uh, easier. It really isn't. The older mm-hmm. you get, the more challenging changes become. So you might as well start right where you're at. Absolutely. So without further ado, our priority number one, and these are not in in order of importance, by the way. They are just like our top five priorities. So number one for us is movement. And that does not have to equate to a full-on workout every day. Um, Actually, my biggest priority within this category is getting in enough steps every day. Um, I actually have a little pedometer because I am such an old soul. And (laughs) (laughs) it tracks my steps for me. And Sometimes when she's not looking, I'll grab it and I'll shake it really fast. (laughs) Put it on the dog. I've heard of people putting things on their dogs (laughs) when they're in challenges to up their step count. Um, But no, getting your steps in ensures that your body is upright and moving. God created your body not to be sitting all day and not to be standing all day. And to have those forms of prolonged posture puts a level of stress on your body that it's just not designed to have. And if you are able to get in 10,000 steps, and you don't have to look at that as a super rigid number that can't be wavered, but aiming for a couple of miles worth of walking a day will really benefit your health in every way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I like this too because you don't have to purposely go for a walk and say, you, hey, I want to go play a pickup game in basketball or I'm going to chase my golf daughter. Golf is where you get most yeah, of your steps. Yeah, I'm a big fan of golf and you know I choose as often as I can. It, first off, it's economical to walk because I don't pay for the cart fee. So <laughs> therefore, my, We're all about the budget in my, this house. <laughs> my wife gives me more opportunity. means I can, I can golf more rounds. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I walked 18 holes the other day and I walked six and a half miles. That was like 15,000 steps. Mm-hmm. So in four hours, I got more than a day's worth of my movement. I, I felt it, but I still was able to do some stuff after that too. So it's it's nice because it builds up your 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 ability to, to do stuff. Maybe go for a hike, chase your daughter. For us right now, it's chasing our daughter around. We go outside, and that homegirl can run and run for probably a mile and a half or so on her own, and we just got to keep up with her. So amen. It's nice. 
So while we do prioritize getting our steps in, that's kind of a throughout the day thing. We do go for walks occasionally. Actually, most days we go for a walk. But um, but it's something that we try to kind of get in throughout the time that we're awake. It's not usually a specific, only at this time do I get my steps in. And then I personally, and I think Andrew has been too, about four to five times a week getting in some form of strength training. Yep. Um, we've been doing some quick 30 to 45 minute YouTube videos, but I really enjoy Pilates. Sometimes just I need a little bit more of a chill workout. And so Pilates is my go-to when I'm feeling lazy, but I want to do something. Um, but anything that's going to add resistance and build strength and muscular endurance is really helpful for your body. And we are kind of on the tail end of our youthful experience as you get into your mid-30s. Um, anything that you can do before that really can help build your bone density. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're under the age of 35, you really should be investing in building good bone muscle density through um, weight-bearing exercises, whether or not you're lifting weights or doing body weight exercises. They both can add a good level of healthy stress to your body to make sure that you're not suffering from something like osteoporosis down the road. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that you should neglect those exercises. They're equally important in every season of life. But specifically, if you're younger, you're going to set your later years up incredibly well if you're being intentional about that now. And another another key area of movement, too, that I like to focus on, maybe a little more than Kate. I mean, No, I, I should correct that. Things that I should focus on a little more than Kate is mobility. So again, knowing our backgrounds, my wife being, you know, the collegiate gymnast, she can, you know, still do over splits, which is where you do an in, a split and then some, and she does that on a regular basis. Me, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy when I can bend over and touch my toes without bending my knees, right? I've always been a little bit tighter because I played sports that, that you know, um, they, they relied more on explosive movement like football and baseball and rugby and less on, you know, flexibility. It wasn't well, gymnastics so is kind of an interesting sport that values mobility and flexibility more than others because it's a huge component of the sport itself. Yep. So a lot of other sports just neglect to set aside time for that yep. as important as it is. Yeah. So even even if you're not somebody who uh, who's going to go out and do, you know, like, a, like a, an hour and a half of working out still be able to get, you know, five or 10 minutes of stretching either in the morning or throughout the day or before you go to bed. It's a phenomenal way because even if you're active, doing some recovery for your body to to kind of work on the pliability of your muscles to come back to that resting state. It's It's when you rest and rest properly that you actually build and recover from a workout or from movement. And it really is equal strength and equal flexibility. God designed all of your joints to have a certain amount and range of motion, and it takes both strength and flexibility to achieve all those ranges of motion. Because if you get one part of your body that's too tight, let's say your hip flexors um, and your hamstrings are too um, flexible, you're going to create this imbalance and you won't be able to achieve the full range of motion because you have antagonistic muscles that are not where they should be. So in general, move your body. That's the first one, right? <laughs> that was a long way to say it. Move your body. Move your body. Um, Number two, we're looking at kind of the mineral vitamin content that you're getting from your foods and from your diet. So obviously nutrition is important, but we chose minerals and vitamins as our priority to focus on because we have been eating healthy for a long time and the macros, making sure you have a balance of protein, fat, and carbohydrates at each meal is really intuitive to us. And something like a Big Mac does technically have a good proportion in terms of percentage-wise of fats, carbs, and protein. And so you really want to make sure that the content and the sourcing of those macronutrients is really healthy. 
And if you really take the time to focus on your micronutrients, your phytonutrients, the minerals, the vitamins, you are going to be eating an abundance of super nutritionally dense food without having to maybe really break down a bunch of categories in your mind. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it kind of says it. I mean, the biggest thing for us is trying to get as many nutrients from life-giving foods as possible, as close to the source as possible. If you're trying, I mean, not, not saying that you can't source your minerals and nutrients from, say, uh, you know, a vitamin pill or a nutrient, you know, sub, uh, substitute, but that's where that term phytonutrient comes from. If you've never heard that term, I didn't know that term before my wife mentioned it to me. <laughs> phytonutrient is literally nutrients that are found only in like a actual live, like a fruit. And those are things that can't really be replicated in uh, in, a, in a lab. You can't create the, the entity of eating a raw apple then getting this, you can get some of the same nutrients in, in a pill, but when, when you extract it, there's just a loss of life and actual, like the, the life of that, that, that living thing itself. So phytonutrients, really important, allows you to get fresh food into your diet. So some of the main ways that I have been doing this are adding a lot of herbs to my dishes. So we love cilantro and we eat Mexican regularly throughout the week. So that's a pretty easy one, but Adding in things like dill or parsley or tarragon sage, those kind of herbs into salad dressings or we're also a really big sauce family. And so Love we'll, sauce. We do. We put sauce in everything. So mm. kind of mm, like mm, putting mm. some different things in a blender and creating a really yummy additional add-on that has a lot of, don't discount herbs. Let's just say that herbs are powerhouse nutrients. You got vitamin K and parsley and cilantro is a wonderful liver detox. And God just put so many incredible nutrients into something so flavorful. I am firmly convinced so that we would use it on our food because they're so good for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another way is just to kind of sneak in extra greens from things you might throw away like carrot tops or radish tops. You can make a pesto out of that, um, adding in spinach to your smoothies, really just finding Let's just say find ways to add more green things to your diet. Could probably sum this up. That's a really good way to do it. Getting whole nutrients from yes. whole foods. And for us at this season of life, it's more about like what can we add to our diet that's super healthy versus what can we take away? All right, number three, probably my personal favorite, is screen-free time. <laughs> this may or may not be a battle in the house at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle that she's winning, by the way. Anyways, so the idea behind this is that, as we all know, and even right now, we're looking at our notes on, on our cell phones. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody has a screen. Everybody's working from a laptop at some point in their day-to-day. And the research is showing that that time is going up and up. As of 2018, 2019, the average American spent, I think it was eight to nine hours in front of a screen. Wow. Um, and it's probably more than that, honestly, the last couple of years. As, as soon as COVID hit, and we had a lot of stay-home orders, and people were working remotely, Zoom calls, Zoom meetings mm -hmm. were coming through. So this is something that's not going away. In fact, <clears throat> it's becoming more and more um, common to spend your entire day involved in some way looking at a screen. I've always been pretty big about being really present where I'm at, not having phones out when I'm talking with people, taking, kind of doing a digital detox, you know, making sure I'm not connected to my phone all the time. But I became a lot more pharisaical about it once I gave birth. And there is good research to show that kids should not be on a screen prior to 18 months, just based on how their eyes develop and how they learn to track images. But there's very little research on how that influences their brain development either. And I'm a really big proponent of 
giving Scout nature kind of more, we call them passive toys, things that don't particularly entertain her unless she comes up with a way to utilize that tool, that toy, that activity. And it becomes a beautiful thing of their imagination, and it really helps build um, just a lot of their brain connections. And creativity on top of that. Yes. There's some good research with how IQ works with passive toys versus more active toys. And so I always knew I was going to be relatively strict about it. And so we've really, it's forced us to rein in our own personal technology use. And sometimes you don't even realize how often you just jump on the gram or on something like that. And as a chiropractor, how bad are people's postures when they're sitting on technology? It's so bad. It's, you can't really have great posture whilst looking at a phone. You can try, uh, and and I'm I'm sure you could have good posture, but it would be very, uh, annoying to, to hold that position with that phone in front of your face up in front of your eyes for more mm-hmm. than a couple minutes so and if you look on any list of what is going to improve my health mental health and honestly any aspect of your health being in nature outdoors fresh air get your toes in the dirt almost always makes the top of the list so some of the practical ways that we're working on it is we are going to go camping a couple of times this year because that almost always forces you to fully get away from technology because you have no plugs, no electricity, no cell service most of the time. And I'm doing a lot of gardening. Um, I'm really hoping I see some fruition from it. My husband is looking at me because I have spent so much time carefully planting my garden. And so much of my time building That's the true. garden. That's so, yes. Major, major credit for you for building <laughs> all of my garden beds. I'm not a very handy man, but I'm learning. I'm learning right now. It's a is, beautiful garden. Yeah. And so, uh, again, one of the biggest things to this, like, screen-free time is so important, especially, you know, a couple hours before bed. That's one of the things we see is a lot of people would have issues falling asleep. So what they do, they grab their phone or they watch, they watch something in bed or they keep, some people use the TV to fall asleep at night and that kind of artificial light especially when it's dark outside it wrecks your natural circadian rhythm and your body can't really produce the proper amounts of melatonin to help you fall asleep and and to feel that that engaged um, uh, bodily system to help you fall asleep so we always tell people hey we know that it's not it's not reasonable to say you can't be on a screen, but yes. the few hours before you go to bed, you know, hey, and when you first wake up, yeah, you should avoid that that artificial light, um, so that way your body can really rely on its own intrinsic, innate systems to keep you awake and to to let you fall asleep. Yes, I would say this is probably the habit that is most difficult for us to keep, but. The more steps you take in a positive direction, the more positive your life will end up being. Yeah, and, and like it's not said, about being perfect. Yeah, nobody's perfect, and we're we're all making steps to be better today than we were yesterday. So yes. you're, we're all along that path. The fourth thing, which I think will probably surprise a lot of people, it's kind of out there, but it's skills development. I think. This really came about because we were marveling at how much of the brain is fully developed in a child by the age of, what was it, seven? Seven, yeah. How much, what percent did you like learn? like 75 or 80% of, the, of a child's brain and, and skills learned will be cemented by the time they're seven. And just how much of your life is spent reinforcing things maybe you already know or patterns you have, you kind of get into your daily routines of work, the grind, child raising, parenting, working out. Anyway, we are really excited to just be really intentional this year about building skills that we don't currently have that are going to be useful for us. Yeah. So one of the things that my wife and I just recently allowed me uh, to do is to work uh, on on my skills of maintaining a small engine. And so I, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. 
my dad with pastors you, you either bivocational and you know a little bit about everything or you have friends who know a lot about everything so you use utilize them my dad was somebody who had a lot of friends who were builders who were mechanics so he had friends who did stuff for us um so i never really learned a lot of like you know the 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 fix it up do it yourself kind of stuff roll your sleeves up my dad was great at helping out um, but didn't really have the knowledge himself, so therefore I didn't. So I've had a lot of friends who've I tried to learn from them. So my wife is letting me buy and fix up an old 1984 Honda motorcycle, and so I'm really excited about that because it's going to teach me a lot about just mechanics, um, just minor mechanical mechanical things, changing the oil, making sure that things are looking good, um, and that's a skill that I don't have right now, and I'm looking forward to. I've also been helping my wife build, as we mentioned earlier, her uh, her garden. A few other things, and so I've been utilizing some construction things that I've never really had to to flex those muscles before, and so it's been kind of challenging, but it's also really cool to see how I can look at a solution or a problem now and create a solution out of seemingly nothing. Yeah, the materials that we have on hand. Yeah. And I kind of said it earlier, I'm really working on gardening personally, um, sewing, and food preservation are the big categories for me. And then together as a couple, we're working a lot on... I'd say finances in terms of where you save for things. There's a lot of options, IRAs and 401ks and CDs, and there's just a lot of different investment types. And that's really something that we are just kind of dipping our toe into and learning about. Traditionals versus Roths. There's so many different types of accounts and vehicles you can invest in. Yes. yes. It's it's cool because, like, you know, budgeting, I feel like, is, is one of those things that you can, you can just look at it from a, a faraway vision and say, hey, budgeting on a regular basis allows you to live life from fear of 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 extreme want or need, right? You can you can you can budget for to build those those that cushion, but taking it a step further and plan for your future is something that we're really we've decided to kind of jump into a little bit more, which is really fun. Yes. Yeah. And our fifth and final tip, obviously, on a Christian podcast and in a Christian walk with the Lord, no list would be complete without spending time first and foremost with the Lord. Some might say this should be number one, should be on the top of the list. It definitely should have. It's yes. it's definitely priority number one. I know I said earlier that there was no priorities. This is a priority. So take, take it back. It back yeah. Take it back. <laughs> um, it looks a little different for us than in times past, having a toddler that's really active and engaged and wants your attention now. For the longest time, I'm a huge morning person and I would get up and I would love to read my Bible and drink my coffee and get my workout in. And I had no problem getting up at 5 a.m. to do all these things before work and then enter a toddler (laughs) and she wants to be involved in everything and she pretty much never sleeps. So honestly, my quiet time has been more in the evenings, which I don't love as much just because I feel that my brain is more receptive to receiving information in the morning, but I am so thankful that the Lord is still teaching me, even in this season, how to carve out that time and to prioritize it and to say no to other things. Just my willpower seems to be highest in the morning, and so I really think it's a testament to just the discipline He's growing in my own heart and in my own walk with Him right now in this season. And one of the things that I learned, too, is, you know, looking back at my childhood, what did my parents do that I remembered um, biblically, and I just remember my mom and dad both being up in the morning and and being in their Bible, or before they went to bed, being in their Bible before they would do other things. And so, yeah, we we want to create a a lifestyle where our daughter sees us doing these things. And every night we we read through a, a scripture with with her, and it's a fun story. And you know, she doesn't really pay attention as much because she doesn't like to just listen, but. We sing songs. Uh, we sing and songs. Pray we dance. And... You know, we do all these things, and and we want her to know this is a part of our lifestyle that that worship through time spent with Jesus, both 
on our own and together is a mm-hmm. big part of our life. So, yeah. I hope these five tips encouraged you. I hope you took something of value that's useful for you in the season of life that you're in right now. Yeah, so to wrap up again, those just to remind you, the, the five things that we prioritize on a regular basis to, to, to sustainably be healthy, we, we like to move, movement, right? It's important to get proper amounts of minerals and vitamins through whole foods in our diet, uh, to, to have plenty of screen-free time throughout the day, and four, to develop skills that maybe we didn't have and to work at learning new things. And lastly, but most importantly, uh, to spend time with Jesus. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. We pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can at myhopefm.net. Just click podcast.